Welcome to the Two College and Beyond podcast brought to you by the Institute for Public School Initiatives at the University of Texas at Austin. I'm your host, Michael King. Somerset is located about 10 miles south of San Antonio, Texas, and has a national record that I would like to recognize. In the summer of 2017, Willie Cast at Home finished off the first ever what I'd like to call Gear Up Grand Slam by winning the Gear Up Professional of the Year. Somerset ISD has now captured all three purses of the year given out by the National Council for Community and Educational Partnerships, a.k.a. INSEP. Previous award winners are Miss Jacqueline Garcia, the 2014 Gear Up Parent of the Year, and Lucero Castaneda, the 2016 Student of the Year. Recently, I had the opportunity to get all three winners together and discuss their awards, how they continue to make a difference, and what makes Somerset Independent School District such a special place to work, live, and learn. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Two College and Beyond podcast. I am here with three special people. I would like to call them the Gear Up Triple Crown winners. Mr. Willie Castellon, Lucero Castaneda, and Miss Jacqueline Garcia. These three all have won the respective Gear Up Persons of the Year uh, from Student of the Year, which is Lucero Castaneda, and Parent of the Year, Miss Jacqueline Garcia. And just recently, this past summer, 2017, Willie Castellon uh, won the Gear Up Professional of the Year. Willie, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Hey, so when did you first hear that you won the award? I actually heard about it uh, in May. Uh, Lucero's mother actually gave me a call as I was driving back to Houston Mm -hmm. for the weekend. And she told me that uh, her nomination resulted in me winning this year's award. Nice. For the year. So let's backtrack a little bit, Willie. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what Gear Up is and how do you serve the community of Somerset? Uh, well, Gear Up stands for uh, Gaining Early Awareness and Readiness for Undergraduate Programs. Mm-hmm. So what that basically means is that we start with the kids at seventh grade, and we pretty much tell them all about college, all about careers after high school, pretty much everything after high school that they can do and how to prepare for it. Nice. So what what specifically are some of the events that you've done over your time in Somerset High School and middle school? You were in the middle school, right? Yes, I was at the middle school for a semester, mm-hmm. the spring semester of their eighth grade. So you followed the kids, or? Yes, I followed the kids since the fall, since the spring semester of eighth grade, all the way up to now, which is their beginning of the senior year. What's one of the more impactful events that you've had during your time with your students? Uh, I want to say just being able to advise them one on one, more on a, a intimate level, get to know them a little bit closer. Uh, individually kind of get to know their wants and needs and helping them out with those uh the goals they have in mind to be better prepared for college mm-hmm. so uh, you're doing a college access program and, and and readiness and helping students and uh the school become more college ready can you tell us a little bit about your college story yes i mean uh i unfortunately did not have any gear program in my school or any actually helpful counselors mm-hmm. so that kind of made me more independent Right off the back, I had to like look for things on my own. I had to figure out a lot of things on my own. And that's what kind of drove me to the job and wanting to do a good job so that kids that deserve and have earned the right to like go to a good college and have work hard, actually get a shot at achieving their goals. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean? So when you were in high school, you didn't have somebody walk you through the college pathway or what do you mean? Uh, There was no college advisor. The counselors, they're pretty much just 
the minimum work in terms of college access. Of course, mm-hmm. they're stacked with other stuff they have to do. Uh, I had a couple of friends that knew about the college going process, but other than that, I mean, my teachers, even if they wanted to help, weren't as helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, counselors, obviously, were busy with other stuff, and so, yeah, I had to kind of, like, start browsing at the library, finding out how to apply to college, how to apply to financial aid, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, and I missed out on some stuff because I just didn't know mm-hmm. where to go or had somebody to guide me, even slightly, to go to college and, you know, get a degree and get scholarships for it and whatnot. So you did all this on your own? So you, was it, I guess what I'm saying is, did you just have the drive to try to make it to college um, and you just figured out what you needed to get done? Uh, Pretty much, unfortunately. I mean, like, I had my parents give me advice to just try hard in school and work Mm -hmm. hard, but there was nobody else there to kind of meet me halfway. So, in other words, I did just do it out of my drive, I guess, which took me far, I guess. Hopefully that's good, right? So you just, where did you end up going to school? I ended up going to UT Austin and majoring in sports management and minoring in Spanish. Nice. And then I got my master's recently from U of H in higher ed, which is more towards the college exercise and whatnot. Wow. So it sounds like your journey kind of impacted why you why you got into college access. Is Am I reading it correct? Do you just want to make sure other students don't have the same kind of journey that you had as far as not having the information? Uh, correct. So basically, I was looking for a job and then I stumbled upon a, an advice Texas job. And that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. And my dad just always said, I mean, if you're going to do something, do it well or don't do it. So yeah. I just kind of took that to heart. And I try hard for the kids, and so far we're seeing great results, and hopefully we continue to see those results in the future, not only for our cohort, but future cohorts and the community of Somerset. Well, yeah, well, I mean, we've seen great results. I mean, look, you just won the 2000 <laughs> Gear Up Person of the Year uh, out of, what, maybe 25,000 employees or more across the nation. So congratulations to you. Um, let's move on to Lucero Castaneda. Uh, Willie, first, tell me why you nominated her and uh, just give me a little background about her before we bring her on. Uh, like I said before, I mean, uh, with the whole kids working hard and uh, deserving opportunities, uh, Lucero's a perfect example of that. She has worked hard ever since I've known her. I don't know if she remembers this, but I first met her trying to go over GeoForce that day. And she said somebody already went over it. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, as long as you submit it on time, let me know if you need any help. But from there on, I feel like as time progressed, we actually started to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And she started applying to all sorts of stuff that Europe told her about. Mm-hmm. She kept up with her grades and is really involved in school. So it was just a matter of time before anyone to nominate her. I mean, I think it was just, I felt like some that she needed to be recognized. And fortunately, she was recognized and at the national level, which is pretty good. I mean, she continues to work hard and she continues to be a role model to her peers and hopefully will continue to do so in the future. Hi, Lucero. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So tell me, how did it feel when you were on stage in front of all of those people um, speaking about your story and being honored for your hard work? Well, I was really nervous at uh-huh. first. It got easier as I started speaking, but um, I was like, my heart was pounding as uh-huh. I got on stage. Is that the most people you've ever spoken in front of? Yes, <laughs> I think. How long did it take you to write your speech? Um, like 30 minutes. Yeah. Was, was it nerve wracking? I just want to know about the experience. I mean, we know you work hard in school, but when you're finally being recognized, how did that feel? Going to, where, where did you go to DC or San Francisco? How did how did, uh, did did your family go? Tell us a little bit about it. 
Well, uh, my parents went with me and we went to D.C. And I was excited and nervous. They had like a, a couple of days before where I was in uh, workshops with other students from mm-hmm. Europe. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally came to the day, I was getting more and more nervous. But um, as I got up there, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. So mm-hmm. it got easier. I kept speaking. So, Lucero, tell me how Gear Up has impacted uh, your life so far at Somerset High School. It's definitely made the idea of going to a good college a lot easier, and I've gone to a lot of programs where I've expanded my resources and have been able to network and even um, experience things I wouldn't have experienced before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that uh, Willie has referenced me to. There's a lot of programs that I got in because of his recommendations. Um, just recently I was in Boston staying at Harvard, which is my dream school. And that wouldn't have been possible without gear up showing me. So you said you were in Harvard. How, how, yeah. what, what was that program? How was that like? Um, it was a two week program. It was, uh, like a pre-college program, mm-hmm. basically letting you take a course there. And I took one of the hardest courses. <laughs> <laughs> what, what course was it? Uh, epigenetics and gene regulation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> in in plain English, what did y'all learn in that course? Um, it's basically about the um, different things that affect DNA, so mm-hmm. like DNA methylation, methylation and acetylation and histone regulation. Wow. Okay. So what is, um, once you graduate, so you're going into your senior year, correct? Yes what's your what's your plan what's your senior year plan how are you going to uh attack your senior year and once you do graduate where do you plan on going to college or if you don't really have a plan on what college what would you like to study at least well my plan for senior year is to finish all my applications as early as possible just to get them out of the way Mm -hmm. and stop worrying about them so i can enjoy my senior year a little bit more and then i'm going to keep my grades up I'm taking five AP classes, and so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. <laughs> Sounds entertaining. What college do you want to go to? Uh, Harvard's my number one choice, mm-hmm. and then I also want to go to Boston University or maybe Johns Hopkins. So, Lucero, you are you from Somerset? Are you from San Antonio? Where, where are you from? I'm from Somerset. Um, we live just a little outside. Technically, mm-hmm. how how do you and your family feel? Because I didn't hear you mention any Texas schools, so I'm assuming you're you're ready to head out of the state. How is the family adjusting to what could be your last year at home for for a while? Well, they're sad, but they understand that it's uh, best for me to go to one of these great colleges that I really want to go to, mm-hmm. even if they're out of state. That sounds great. All right. Uh, so, again, as we started to show off, not only did we have the professional of the year, we just talked to the student of the year, but we also had the parent of the year in Somerset. Uh, Willie, can you tell me a little bit uh, about Miss Jacqueline Garcia? Uh, well, take me back, right? I met her. She was one day complaining to a teacher about some she was done. <laughs> you said what? She so was I doing met her what? <laughs> advocating for her students, advocating for what she loves to do. Okay. And from there on, I mean, uh, I got to know her a little better. Their kids were trying to do summer programs, so I obviously had to get in touch with her mm-hmm. to make sure that she was okay with her kids participating in programs like GeoForce and PrEP, for example. Mm-hmm. So uh, she was basically very supportive. She pretty much told me all the time that as long as 
her kids will benefit. She'll support them as much as he's able to. Mm-hmm. And so far she has. So out of that short period of time between uh, the conference, I got to meet her in the, in January of that eighth grade year. And then between now and the nomination period, I actually decided to nominate her as a parent of the year for that year. And she ended up winning. And then ever since she's been, she's been a great parent liaison for us. She's done a lot of stuff for us and she continues to do more stuff, not only for her daughters, but for the entire cohort and families as well. Hi, Mrs. Garcia. How are you? I'm well. Good to hear. So it sounded like Willie's first interaction with you, uh, he said complaining, but then I started laughing and he rephrased (laughs) it by saying advocating. Uh, Do you you remember that moment in 2014? Oh, yes. Okay. Can you uh, give us a little insight on that? And uh, just tell us why it was important, particularly that day, but it seems like you've, you've done it before. But why, is, why was it important for you to advocate for your student or for whatever the situation was? It's just always been my passion. Um, I, didn't, I myself didn't go to college, mm-hmm. but um, I wanted that for my kids. Mm-hmm. So I've just always been actively involved with PTA, any kind of... You know, I always did, um, we had different committees that I was on Mm -hmm. for parents, and and I was always, I guess, the voice for all of the parents, Mm -hmm. or I tried. And it's just, I'm just so, you know, I want my, I want all these kids to succeed, not Mm -hmm. just my kids. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I figure, you know, if there's somebody pushing for them, that would help these kids. And, and and it does. Obviously, um, you have been recognized as one of the leading parents and and uh, now work with Gear Up at, in Somerset. Uh, one question I have for you, you, you have two twin daughters, right? Yes. For, so parent engagement is a hot topic all across the nation. How do you find the time to uh, take care of things at home? Uh, work with whatever jobs you are working and still be uh, active and committed to your children's education? Um, I guess one <laughs> definition, like my husband puts it, I'm a hovering mother. There you go. So I feel like all the kids, not just in the cohort, but all the kids here at the high school, mm-hmm. I see them as my children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel I have enough love for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What advice would you give to to other parents who aren't, um, we won't say that they're not engaged uh, with their children, but they're not necessarily engaged with the school. Um, do you have any advice for that? Or do you, or would you like to tell people who, who see that as negative, what the situation could truly be? In my opinion, I think it's, um, I never give up on my kids. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I feel the more I'm around, the better things get mm-hmm. because I'm in the know. Cause you know, they're in high school. They, they, you know, they're here at the school. They don't tell me, Oh, we have this meeting or, Oh, there's a parent meeting. I find out because <laughs> I work here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, uh, I feel that parents do need, you know, a lot of people think, Oh, they're in high school. They're on their own, but they're not, mm-hmm. you know, my girls want me here because I was like, okay, you know, this will be my last year. And they're like, mom, no, you need to stay, continue there at the school and keep going for these kids. And I'm like, okay. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, as long as I'm wanted, I'm going to keep pushing for these kids. 
So that sounds amazing. So it sounds like you've you transformed to not only just a mother in your family, but uh, almost a mother for or a parent advocate, rather, for the entire school of Somerset or the entire district, really. I try. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I have a question for you. So you also had to go. You went to San Francisco, right? Or was it D.C.? Oh, I went to Washington. So you went to D.C. as well. How did yes, you sir. feel in front of all oh, of those people? <laughs> Never have I ever spoken in front of a crowd such as that in DC. Uh, I wanted to, I thought I was going to pass out. Oh my. I did not know that I was going to talk in front of so many people. Mm. I thought it was going to be like an intimate setting and no, it wasn't. <laughs> not at all. It was thousands no. of people screaming and not screaming, but just, you know, recognizing the work that you, that you've done and, uh, I remember that day. It, it was a great day. I thought you. I thought you did good up there. You too, Lissano. Well, <laughs> Everybody did great. It's very interesting, though, Willie, that all three um, aspects of the of the person of the year has come out of Somerset. What about the Somerset community? Do you think has fostered that kind of we'll call it success? Um, but we could use all kinds of adjectives to describe what, what you guys do. But what is the vibe in Somerset? Why, why are there so many great things going on? I think it's the fact that we're trying to get better. Mm-hmm. So we're obviously have some, some grounds to make up, but I think we're hungry and we're trying to just uh, uh, be better people to help others around us. And we feel like it's going to be one baby step at a time. But if we're moving, that's all that really matters. It's, as long as we don't stay still, I think, we should be all right, and that's why we kind of see the school culture changing a little bit, obviously, for cohorts below us. Hopefully, it gets a little better, and you're starting to see different different things going on, especially for the younger grade levels and just uh, the younger community, I believe. And I feel we're definitely moving in the right direction, and hopefully, one day, Europe uh, it gets stronger, hopefully, or if, if anyway, better. Why there shouldn't be a gear up sooner or later, hopefully. Mm-hmm. If we do things right, I think, to sustain ourselves, to keep ourselves going without any like help, you know. Obviously, gear up is great, but then we definitely want to make sure we're getting to a point where we like, we can do the sustainability aspect of Europe comes into play. Like, mm-hmm. how sustainable is it? Can summer to keep it? And I feel like we're going in the right direction for sure. And I, I think so as well, Willie. I think uh, the advocating that you've done for parents, students, and the community has really put Somerset on the map. And I just want to thank all three of you for hopping on the College and Beyond podcast. I uh, see nothing but greatness. And uh, thank you again. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Two College and Beyond podcast brought to you by the College Access Team at the Institute for Public School Initiatives at the University of Texas at Austin. For more information about the Institute, please visit our website at ipsi.utexas.edu. On our website, you'll be able to see all of our initiatives and programs that we are offering. Also, you can log into iTunes, search Two College and Beyond, like, subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you think by leaving a comment thank you again for tuning in and until next time this is your host michael king keep it moving